If you got your Bible, Luke, the fifth chapter, and I will begin reading in the first verse. So thankful for yesterday, I got the email that 51 people had came by the church and signed their name to pray yesterday. Amen. So it's wonderful. I don't maybe a record for just a regular day. Amen. No scheduled prayer meeting, no service, just people coming by God's house. Amen. If you want to, if you want to know the truth, that's the answer to every problem you've got. Amen. Is learning how to pray. Amen. Praise God. If you come, make sure you sign in. So, because I'm nosy, I like to know who's coming and going. Amen. I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Amen. I'm thankful that God's got his hand on you. I'm thankful you've been set free and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank God. Luke 5 and 1, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. Ain't it wonderful when people are hungry to hear the word of God? He stood by the lake of Gennesaret, which is Tiberius Lake, which is the Sea of Galilee. There's many names. And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught or for a catch. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break and they beckoned unto their partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them and they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink so many blessings they could not even contain them And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Everybody say, a sinful man. Oh Lord, for he was astonished. And all that were with him at the draught or the catch of the fishes which they had taken. He said, gets on his knees depart from me I'm a sinful man because he was astonished when he looked and seen all that God had done can I preach to you a little while I want to preach to you about the sin of unbelief and I I don't want you to live with just a portion of what God has for your life I want you to have everything that God has for your life. Could I get some prayer warriors to help me for one moment? In the name of Jesus, God. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. Come on, could you join up with somebody right now? I want somebody's faith to rise in this place. I want somebody to go be what God wants them to be. To be blessed the way God wants them to be blessed. Come on. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. People of God, lift up your voice. Oh, we need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. I love you so much, God. I love you so much. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. 
Amen. I've got a burden on my heart today when I think about all that God wants to do. Amen. People are always trying to find the mind of God. Let me tell you, the mind of God is simply this. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Amen. It's the will of God that you would be blessed and prosper. And your soul would prosper along with everything else. Your health. And, amen. Your finances would prosper. Amen. God wants his people to be blessed. God, let me tell you another thing he wants. He wants his house to be full. I said he loves a full house. You may not like it. You may get mad. Somebody gets your pew, but God gets mad when somebody, or gets happy when somebody gets your pew. Amen. That, that's the problems he wants. He wants a full house. He's called a lot of people, and a lot of people have rejected the call. You know what he says? Go get somebody else. They don't want to come. Let them stay home and pout and cry all they want. Go across to the other side of the tracks. Uh, find somebody that wants a miracle. Uh, find somebody that wants to do better. Uh, come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Man, I, I want you to live the life God has for you. If I were to begin to preach the Ten Commandments today, and I begin to say, you shall have no other gods beside him. You've got enough reasoning in your spirit. You would understand that that makes sense. That God is a jealous God. and He, he won't allow us to have another God beside him. Amen. If I begin to say, you don't make any idols, you, 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 you could make sense of that. You would understand that. If I said you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain and you began to reason, you would understand why that would be a commandment, why that would not be good to take God's name in vain. If I began to say keep the Sabbath day holy, and matter of fact, keep every day holy. Amen. When you got the Holy Ghost, Isaiah said, with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to this people, saying this is the rest. Let me tell you, we, we celebrate the Sabbath every day of the week. When you get the Holy Ghost, you got the Sabbath in you. Amen. If I begin to preach, honor your father and your mother and begin to explain why. Why you should honor your father and mother. Everybody would say yes. Even, even heathens can understand that makes sense to honor your mother and father. I say you shall not murder. My Lord, that makes sense. You shouldn't take life. Man was made in God's own image. Amen. You don't, you don't touch other mankind. If I began to preach, thou shalt not commit adultery, that would make sense. Violating covenants, destroying families, destroying children. Anybody would say that makes sense. You shall not steal, that makes sense. Amen. Just, just work for what you got. If I began to say, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That makes sense. Don't lie about people. Man, don't, don't. Let me tell you, most people that lie about other people, they got their own issues and they're trying to compensate for something lacking in their own spirit. Man, don't be a liar. Just tell the truth. If I begin to preach, you shall not covet. That makes sense. Matter of fact, most of these things, if you didn't covet, you wouldn't be stealing. If you didn't covet, you wouldn't be committing adultery. <laughs> Praise God. I begin to think about these ten little simple things. And, and just if our world would just do ten little things, it would completely change our whole country and our world. Ten little bitty things would change your family and Ten little things would empty out every prison in the world. Man, and you can preach and people understand when they 
moral issues and things of that nature and it, it, it makes sense to them and it resonates that, you know what, I, I, need, to, I need to just be thankful for what I've got. Amen. Don't, don't covet what somebody else has. If you, if you would like to have something similar to theirs, why don't you do what they did to get what they got? Well, hallelujah. You want anointing in your life? Why don't you get a prayer life like they got? Why don't you live the life they live and make the vows they make and the commitments they make? Don't get hateful. Don't get jealous. Don't get envious. Just love people and say, you know what? You ought to allow them to provoke you to good works. Someone is blessed financially. You ought to it ought to provoke you to be blessed financially. It shouldn't provoke you to hate them or, or talk about them or call them cheapskates or whatever you want to. Amen. Why don't you eat rice and beans for a while and work day and night and be smart and pray and give what you're supposed to give and not give what you're not supposed to? Well, this is good preaching right here. Man, when it's things that uh, are issues like that, most people have enough capability, reasoning capability to understand that, you know, I need to do this or I don't need to do that. Amen. And rightly so. But uh, when it comes to believing, Amen. It may get quiet and it may get loud. I don't know. It don't matter to me. I'm just going to preach till I'm finished. <laughs> when it comes to believing, a lot of times we will give ourselves an out. Or we will make excuses why we are not believers. Amen. I'm not blaming it all on people. We're all humanity. I'm going to. I'm going to take a little bit of it because the Bible said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by, by the word of God. So why don't you just agree today that, I, that you're going to let me help you become the believer that God wants you to be. Have you already arrived or you feel like you're, there's a little more opportunity and space you could become a little more of what God wants and have a little more faith in your life. Uh, hallelujah. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is, everybody say impossible. It is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He is what? He is God. <laughs> And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Let me tell you, without faith, you will not please God. By being a negative Nelly, you will not please God. By being a doubter, you will not please God. Come on, I'm going to get this into somebody's spirit today. Uh, hallelujah. Does anybody want to please him? Don't worry about whether you please man or not. If you please God, it's all going to work out. You cannot please God without faith. And you've got to understand that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him well I prayed and it didn't happen well thank, thank God you prayed let's do it one more time let's come back tonight at 530 and find a place to pray and see if we can't touch God one more time I feel so much Holy Ghost in this house backing me up right now Moshata. Come on, we're about to go from empty vessels uh, to vessels that are so full. You, you got to say, come help me. Uh, I've, my cup's running over. Hallelujah. 
Man, you cannot please God without faith. Can I just be honest with you? Amen. We, we've been here almost 10 years. Amen. 10 years old. Praise God. Amen. I, I, I like to think about it. It's time to start eating meat. Praise God. Amen. There's a progression that needs to happen. You need to transfer from formula. Amen. To ribeyes. And you you, you got to have a digestion system to, to be able to eat real food. You got to be a big boy and a big girl to be able to eat big food. Come on, I want to preach to some big Christians today. Amen. We're not going to be the baby church. And, amen. We're not changing diapers on Sunday. Uh, amen. We're feeding the word of God to people. So if you cannot please God by being an unbeliever or having no faith, let me tell you, it would be silly for us to think that God is going to be handing out salvation to people that don't please him. Praise God. Now, don't that sound silly to you? For God to hand out salvation to people that don't make him happy? Praise God. Amen. I want to make God happy. Just think about this. Some people, all you got to do is flip that switch in your mind from doubt to believing and you'd go from making God aggravated to making him happy by just flipping a switch saying, God, if your word said it, I believe it. Come on, anybody want to put a smile on God's face today? Well, I, I sure do. God's been too good to me for me to make him upset. I want to please him. There's another scripture that talks about the end story of those who don't believe. Revelation 21 and 6, and he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Boy, that just sounds wonderful. I can't wrap my mind around what all that means, but it sounds good. Amen. And you know who's going to get it? To the ones that are athirst. Hallelujah. The ones that are looking for God. Wake up in the morning thinking, I want to find a place to pray where I can touch God. Waking up in the morning saying, where's my Bible at? I, I want a little taste of the word of God this morning. Uh, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. God ain't going to force feed anybody. Uh, you don't have to be scared of the Holy Ghost. It ain't going to jump on anybody that don't want it. Uh, you'll be blessed if you get it. Uh, you're going to have to be hungry to get it. You're going to have to be thirsty to ever get it. The Bible said, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving. The unbelievers, the doubters, amen. You know who he groups them in with? And the abominable, and the murderers, and the whoremongers, and the sorcerers, and the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let me tell you something. I wish there was an 11th commandment that said thou shalt not doubt. Amen. Because you cannot be a doubter and make it to glory. At some point in your life, no matter what has happened to you or what people have done to you, you got to get it out of your spirit and say, I am going to be a believer. 
Amen. It's a revelation that God would categorize unbelievers and fearful people with also murderers. With whoremongers. With sorcerers. That's witchcraft. That's people worshiping the devil. God would put people who do not believe the word of God with people who are idolaters. Hey, I'm telling you, it ain't going to do no good to just listen to God's word or quote God's word. You got to get it in your spirit and believe it. Hallelujah. 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 Hebrews 4 and 1 said, Let us therefore fear lest the promise being left to us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them, but the world preached did not, the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Mixed with what? Everybody say faith. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Amen. When the gospel is preached, when the word of God is preached, let me tell you what your responsibility to do is. You've got to take the word and you've got to mix it with faith. Well, I feel Jesus in this place. You have a responsibility to take the preached gospel and mix it with faith or you're going to miss out on a promise. This is what should scare you to death that you get left behind from the promises of God because you ain't got enough faith to receive what is preached when the preacher stands up and says, I've been praying all day and this is what God has laid upon my heart. And you, come on, I'm going to help somebody today. Hey man, it ain't time to evaluate. Well, let me go home and... Let me get on Google and make sure the pastor knows what he's preaching about. Uh, Amen. Let me go uh, compare it to what John Calvin said uh, because I want to make sure, you know, you know, my pastor ain't got a degree, so I always got to check out everything that he says. Uh, Let me tell you, when the word is preached, uh, if you'll just mix it with faith, uh, you'll begin to unravel some miracles in your life. You begin to open up things you never thought were possible. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The preached word of God will do you zero profit if you don't learn to mix it with faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I, I want everything God has for me. I hope that's your attitude today. I hope that's your spirit today. God, if, it's, if it would be your will for me to have it, I want it. God, if it would be pleasing... I want it. God, if it's your will, I got enough faith to believe you can make it happen. You know what I was praying this morning, God? I want a double portion of the anointing this morning. When I begin to preach the word of God, I want it to shake this house. I want it to rattle every doubt and shake every doubt and spirit in this place. I want the anointing to destroy the yoke of sin. 
Hallelujah. Amen. The amazing thing, the funny thing is that a lot of apostolic Pentecostal people, they, they start getting real concerned when you start preaching about believing. <laughs> like somehow it takes away from Acts 2.38 or takes away from any scriptures in the Bible. Let me tell you something. You can go through the motions all day long. I've seen people repent of their sins. I've seen people get baptized in Jesus' name. And I've seen them struggle to try to get the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you what. If you don't learn how to mix this with faith. And believe when I do what that book says right there. God's going to do what he said. Hey, are you tired of struggling where you're at? Are you tired of struggling at a plateau like you got there and you can't get no higher? I've heard people say, I don't know what to do. I'm doing everything I know. I've changed everything that I know. I'm trying everything that I know. The only thing left is somehow down deep inside. That switch hasn't flipped yet. And you still are full of doubt. Amen. You know how I know how to preach this? Because this was me. Amen. I I, I was Mr. Analytical. Amen. Whatever you showed me, I was going to figure out how it worked. Amen. I would take this thing apart and figure out how it worked. I'd want to know how an engine worked. Amen. I tried to figure out how the Holy Ghost worked. And I never got it. Until I quit trying to figure it out. And I just said, God, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's going to feel like. I don't know what I'm going to turn into. But I want it. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to wear you out until you do. And when I quit trying to figure it out. And just walked in with a repentant heart full of faith. God, you're going to fill me with the Holy Ghost tonight. Guess what happened? Any idea what happened? I walked out a new creature. Old things passed away. And behold, all things became new. How did you do it? I just started believing it was real. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say you got to believe. Tell you it ain't just an option to believe. It's a sin if you don't believe. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say I'm going to be a believer. Does anybody want to be? Do you really want to be? What would you really? I'm tell you the difference. The difference is fishing all night and catching nothing. Or having your boat full. Now, I, I do know about you. I hate it when people say, I don't know about you, because I do know about you. You want your boat full. Everybody... Wants to be blessed. Everybody wants to be used of God. Praise God. Everybody wants to be a soul winner. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. What keeps people from becoming what God would have them to be? It's not, uh, I, I preach it all the time, and you know, there's things you got to do. But but I almost feel like I'm preaching to the choir when I'm preaching to this because you people, you if if I show you something in the Word, y'all just do it, and y'all pray and y'all y'all separate and y'all do all this stuff from the world and and it's like it's like I don't even there may be somebody fighting against me, but I don't feel it. <laughs> Maybe I'm naive and I'm just gonna stay that way. Amen. But I, I just so I know. 
this is a church that will do whatever. I mean, if that book says it, this church does it. Amen. I just, praise God. But then I still watch as some people struggle with certain things. And, and I'm telling you, God has been dealing with me. And it's just the simple scriptures. And if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Hallelujah. What was God trying to say? After you've done all this stuff, you still in your heart, you've got to believe. You've you, you got to know, you've got to have faith that God's going to work for you. Amen. I'm praying all the time, God, send a revival. Amen. I, I, I pray every day, God, send all the backsliders back. God, find all the hungry people. God, wherever they're at, send angels and, amen, either encourage them to come or twist their toenail, one or the other. Make them come. I, I don't care how they get here. Just get them here. Let them feel your big, gentle hands and as you love on them, God. And, I, and I'm praying. And, amen. I'm praying for revival every day. And I was in there praying yesterday. God, send a revival. And it's like the Lord just began to deal with me about if you'll just preach about a revival of faith. If you'll preach a revival of believing, uh, anything is possible. Amen. You know what we need in this church? And you know what I say all of uh, the church of God needs is a revival of believing the word of God. I, I don't know what you come expecting. This is about as deep as it's going to get, though. What's the difference between one that gets a healing and another that don't get a healing? One of them believed it was going to happen. And the other was wondering whether it could happen or not. One of them came to the front and said, I'm going to get my healing today. And the other said, it may happen Boy, I feel Jesus in this place. Hallelujah. If you don't believe Jesus gave a man named Simon Peter the keys of the kingdom in Matthew the 16th chapter, it'll be hard for you to believe in Acts 2.38 when he begins to preach. The plan of salvation, repentance, Jesus' name, baptism, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Man, when somebody says it, somebody preaches it, and you just, you do it just because somebody said it, I don't know if that's effective or not. Well, it's getting kind of quiet. I said, I don't know if it's effective if people just do something because somebody said something. What, what is effective is when somebody says something and you hear it, and then you believe it because it's in God's Word. And when you, you repent because somebody said repent, uh, I, I don't know how far that gets you. If you get baptized because somebody said get baptized, I don't, I don't know how much remission of sin that gets you. I hope this is all right. But when you learn it, the Bible said, how, how could I know without a preacher? You, you got to hear it. But you can't, you, you can't just uh, put it in your heart because somebody said it. There's got to be a connection to the word of God, first of all. There's got to be an understanding. Hey, I didn't realize I had to repent. Uh, amen. Show me where it says that. And somebody shows you and they say, oh, that, that's God's word right there. If God's word said I need to come out from among them, I'm going to come out from among them. Uh, then you're doing something based upon faith. Uh, and when you do something based upon faith, uh, you're opening up the door for a miracle to happen. Uh, amen. When somebody tells you to be baptized in Jesus' name, you don't just do it because somebody said be baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, 
But when somebody shows you in this Bible, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You do what's told to you, uh, but you do it in faith because God's word said it. uh, And you believe uh, when I go down in the water, uh, my sins are going to be remitted. Uh, Let me tell you, if you believe uh, when you work uh, in this book, uh, miracles will begin to happen. Come on. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's amazing that some people will believe everything the devil tells them. The devil can tell them they're not wanted in church, they don't belong in the church. Let me tell you, if you hear a voice like that, that's not God. I mean, look, I wasn't the highest IQ, but I'm, I'm, praise God. I've got a little bit of logic. And I know God wants me saved. And if I hear a voice in my ear that says, they don't like you in that church. You don't belong in that church. We all ought to be smart enough. We all ought to have enough spiritual logic to know that's the devil trying to pull us away from our only hope that we have. That ought to make you want to run closer to the... Praise God, I got my... I got a hold of the horns of the altar. Let me tell you, if you quit listening to the devil, he'd quit talking to you maybe. As much. If you'd back talk him every now and then. Hey, precedent has already been set. How you deal with a talking spirit. A talking spirit came to Jesus while he was in the wilderness. Said, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this stuff. Hey, it's all. It's already been set what you and I should do. Jesus gave us examples of what we ought to do. I don't like to uh, draw things out, so I just say shut up. I just, and it, don't tell other people to shut up. And that's not nice, but I mean, you can tell the devil to shut up. Amen. But people will believe everything the devil tells them. When the word of God goes forth, they begin to doubt what God's telling them. Now, if you don't think your mind can twist you up, praise God. (laughs) Believe everything the enemy would tell you. And discredit and question everything the Creator would tell you. Oh God, I want to be a believer. I, you know what? I, I want your life to be so full. We don't want empty lives. I want the promises of God to come alive in every person's home. And what, what does it take? It takes somebody that says, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe it. Hey, they, they can preach and pump you up and tell you all kinds of stuff and get you twirling and shouting and running. But if it don't lodge... I said, if it don't lodge and something don't click, you know what? That's my promise. It won't ever happen. I get it. The older you get, the more of humanity you have experienced. (laughs) Praise God. And the more humanity you have experienced, the more 
failure you have seen. And the more people that have let you down, I get it. The more people that have disappointed you, I get it. And if you ain't careful, it'll get you to the point where you don't believe anything. You'll assume everything is a lie. You'll assume everything is no good and and just made up. Amen. Don't let what has happened out there or even in here. Don't let what has happened to you by people cause you to quit believing what God has promised for you. Come on, church. I'm going to preach to you. Life will disappoint you. People will disappoint you. They'll do you wrong. They'll make you lose your confidence in the whole world system. But when you open up this book, I said when you open up this book, you can forget about everything out there. This book is true. This book is real. It's right. Come on, everybody, clap your hands. Oh, we love you. We love you. We praise you. So how do you do this? You got to become, the Bible says, like a little child. See, being grown up has its disadvantages. You question everything. <laughs> For good reason a lot of times. You question when they want to give you a shot. <laughs> For good reasons. Amen. But don't let that affect your belief in this. When it comes to this, be like a child. Out there, wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. When it comes to this word of God, become like a child. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted, you got to change. But then you got to become as little children. You shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You got to repent like a grown up. You got to get converted like a big boy. You got to change like a big girl changes. You got to get rid of the world like a big person does. But then you got to become as a little child in faith uh, and believe in God's going to take your grown-up mess uh, and do something beautiful with it. Uh, He said it like this. When Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children. That means allow the little children to come unto me. And forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. Tell you, you're not going to break through being skeptical. You're not going to break through being bitter. Why do you be, you got to become as a little child? Little children get in a fight and five minutes later they're playing toys. You ever notice that? Horrible fight. And five minutes later they're friends again. It'd be nice if the parents just stayed out and, and just say, you know what, they're going to work it out. Just, uh, if y'all just let them, they'll be hugging in five minutes if we'll just leave them alone. Well, that was free. You got to become as little children if you're going to enter into the kingdom of God. You got to forgive people. Praise God. Pray for those that despitefully use you. All the things that go contrary to the grown up. Tell you, life will make you a hard person. Praise God. Oh, but the word of God, it gives hope where there is no hope. I was at the prison preaching the other night. And, no, my brother was preaching. I, I preached the last time. 
And this man, he, he'd prayed before and he'd spoken tongues a little bit. But on this particular night, he went down to the front. And in front of all the other inmates, he didn't care. He got down on his knees. And the man began to shake and travail. Big old tears coming down his face. Matter of fact, Saturday the 22nd or 3rd or something like that, God has opened a door where I'm going to baptize 10 of them that's already got the Holy Ghost that place. Oh, God's doing great things. When he walked in, he was like, Tell the weight of the world was on the man when he walked in. Even though he had experienced the Holy Ghost, it's just living in that environment and dealing with life and only getting two church services a month. Amen. That's why you ought to come to church because you can, first of all. But it was like he just became as a little child and began to travail and cry in big tears and when that guy got up, he had a smile that was so big. And there was others that tried to be tough. and You know, you're not going to get me to break. I ain't trying to get nobody to break. I'm trying to get you into the gate. <laughs> and he, when he got up, he was so happy. He had the joy of the Lord again. He dismissed us and we walked across the parking lot over to the building where he was. And all he talked about was how good God was. I'm talking about an inmate that's going to his top bunk. I was talking about how great God is. God is so wonderful. I can't quit talking about God. He said, I... I he said, the Lord has blessed me. The Lord has showed me so much favor. And he smiled. And I thought, oh God. I hope everybody that should be there Sunday is there Sunday. You know what we ought to be saying? God, we are so blessed. God, you have been so good. You got to approach him as a little child if you want to get something from God. Praise God. All right, give me five minutes and I'm going to preach what I'm going to preach about. Amen. Everybody say Simon Peter. Simon Peter was not a hobby fisherman like I am. He was a commercial fisherman. That's what we call it. When he went fishing, if he didn't catch fish, he didn't make money. When I go fishing and I never catch fish, I go to Mr. Whiskers. And I eat catfish and just feel like I'm a fisherman. But Simon Peter, it was his livelihood. And tell you when things ain't going good with the livelihood, it can kind of get you cranky sometimes. And so, what makes it worse is when somebody who's never fished before tries to tell you how to fish when you're a commercial fisherman. Amen. It's like, Somebody who's never pastored that calls me and tells me how to pastor. <laughs> this is getting real quiet. Praise God. Because we only work three hours a week is what I heard. One hour on Sunday morning, one hour Sunday night, one hour Wednesday night. What a job. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He was in a bad mood because he didn't get a paycheck that night already. And so he's cleaning the nets and kind of sulking probably. 
You know, even though he was the first pope, <laughs> he was the only one who had a wife, I guess. And he's thinking, I wonder what she's going to think when I go home and say, honey, I didn't catch one fish. And so then here's this other guy that's never fished in his life. Hey, why don't you go on out there in the deep and put your net down? Yeah, yeah, be like me trying to teach Brother Monks how to drive a truck. I've never even sat in the seat of one. Why don't you use your hand like that to, wouldn't it be easy if you shifted gears like that? He'd probably say, hey, I get it. It's your life. And nobody knows your life like you know your life. And it's your hurt. And nobody knows your hurt like you know your own hurt. I get it. Nobody knows your fi- family dynamics like you know your family dynamics. No, we all have some dynamic families. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. There's things that we are uh, professionals at knowing because it's us, right? You, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know how I was treated. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Amen. But Jesus said, well, why don't you just get out there in the deep Why don't you go out there in the deep and drop your nets down? Let me tell you, when you think you know how to fix it, you have to swallow your pride for the Word of God to be able to tell you how you really need to fix it. When we get this little, this little wall up like, he don't know me. He don't know you, but he does know you. You get this? What? Why, why is he talking about that? I'm the commercial fisherman. And he keeps preaching the same thing. Why don't you come on out to the deep? I'm tired of coming back empty? Tired of your nets being empty? Why don't you get out of the shadow? Now, don't you know? This is what I do. I, 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 praise God. Amen. How long you had the Holy Ghost, Sister Betty? 82 years. I'm 49 years old. Praise God. And I'm preaching to somebody who had the Holy Ghost. 30 years longer than I've been alive. Who does he think he is? She ain't like that. She's my best friend. She brings me candy and cards and chocolates and roast, books and cards and you name it. So I'm not talking about her. I'm just making an example. But everybody comes in and we know our own deal. We know ours, you know, because ours is different than everyone's. Because ours is different. <laughs> and it would work for that one and that one now, but mine's <laughs> praise God. I'm the professional at my own life. I'm the professional of my own failures. I don't need you helping my professional failures. I don't need your excuses or your instructions. Telling me why my nets are empty. I know why. I'm the professional. I've been doing this. Praise God. Let me tell you what the sin of unbelief is. Is when the word of God can't reach you. And you sit there and clean empty nets the rest of your life. Because you think somebody don't know what's going on in your life. You're looking at somebody that 
You're thinking he ain't got a clue. I don't have a clue, but I got the answer. Why don't you, why don't you come on out to the deep with me for just a little while? What, what's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. An empty net or a full net? Why don't you come on out into the deep and put your nets down? Hey, at some point you got to say, uh, I've been trying all night long, but nevertheless, uh, at thy word, uh, I'm going to do what the word of God says. Uh, let me tell you, when you... I, 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 I'm almost done. I've been preaching this for 10 years here and longer other places. Amen. Come on out a little deeper. You know what? Every time I watch somebody get committed to going deeper, God always began to fill their nets. Ain't that right? Every time it happened, every time somebody starts praying, every time somebody starts fasting, every time somebody starts giving. Thank God there was a man that said, you know what, I've tried it my way, but nevertheless, I'm going to do it like you said. And he went out there. Praise God. Praise God. I'm telling you, there's things that are in the deep that you could piddle around all night long in the shallows and you'll never get a hold of them. There's so much in the deep you'll have to learn how to share. Maybe. Praise God. Thinking about I got so many blessings that I'm going to have to call over somebody else to help me. Maybe God don't let greedy people out in the deep. Some people would rather sink with their own blessings than to share with somebody. I feel God calling. I feel the deep calling to the deep today. I want to tell you it's a sin to just stay in the shallows and stay empty your whole life. Hey, don't become a professional church goer with empty nets. Don't become a commercial church person with empty nets and end up in a lake of fire with the murderers and the sorcerers and the idolaters because you never believed. You never believed. If I just go on out a little bit, if I just pray a little bit harder, Oh, I feel Jesus in this place. A lot of people don't want to go into the deep because you've got to change stuff when you get out there. God starts dealing with you about your closet, what you're chewing on, what you're smoking on, what you're drinking on, what you're looking at on Facebook, and the pages you're going to. When, when you get, start going out into the deep, all those things begin to Is anybody tired of the empty nets? Come on, everybody in this house, why don't you lift your hands to the Lord together? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, it's a sin to sit there and doubt your whole life and never get a breakthrough. Come on, I want everybody in this building, I want you to pray. For just a few moments, I want us to take a trip. Come on, open up your mouth.
in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know who I'm talking to, maybe everybody, but it's time. It's time to become a believer. God wants to do it in your life. Come on, in Jesus' name. I rebuke the lying devil that's talking in your ear right now. Somebody needs a move in the Holy Ghost. Uh, <laughs> Come on, the size of the blessing. It's going to astonish you. Come on. Come on, prayer warriors, pray right now. God, I want to be a believer. Come on, you want to do great things for God. Come on into the deep. Come on, when's the last time you had a prayer meeting? And you prayed until you didn't even care what time it was. You didn't care who was looking. You didn't care what people thought. Come on. God, you're in this room. God, you're going to do something. Come on, just begin to cry out to the Lord. God, you got to flip this switch. I don't want to be a doubter. I don't want to be empty. I don't want to toil all night. Have nothing to show for it. Toil my whole life and have nothing to show for it. Come on, let God take you somewhere. Come on, let God take you somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you get that questioning spirit out of you? doubting spirit come on if you need the Holy Ghost if you've repented been baptized just let your faith go to a new level come on let God do it There's an abundance for those that'll go. There's miracles for those that are willing. Nevertheless, God, I've tried. I've tried all the self-help books. Tried every way I know. But nevertheless, it's an old-fashioned prayer meeting. Nevertheless, I'll do it. Nevertheless, God, if you say it, I'll do it. I'm willing to try. I'm a believer. Come on, I wish somebody could tap into something. Somebody needs to tap into something. Come on, the Holy Ghost is drawing people the Holy Ghost is pulling on people come on come on there's financial blessings 
Come on, there's ministries. There's peace and joy. There's salvation. Oh, to those who just pursue it. Come on in Jesus' name. Come on, could you cry out to him? Come on, could you cry out to him?